Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast. My name is Max Curtin, Head of Content here at EM360, and I'm your host on today's episode. Now, today I'm being joined by Thomas Hazel, who's the founder, CTO, and chief scientist at Chaos Search. And we're going to be discussing unlocking the future of cloud storage and everything around data democratization. So, Thomas, welcome to the show, and thanks for coming on today. Great to be here. Thank you. It's great to have you on, and I'm looking to forward to delving into a conversation with you. But before we get into today's questions and topics, could you just give our listeners a bit of background on yourself and Chaos Search? So I would like to say I'm a computer science nerd. I love solving wonderfully hard uh, technical problems. And uh, Chaos Search was one of those innovative ideas of how to address the next level scale of big data analytics. Started the company roughly eight years ago from an idea of how to make data small, how to make it more flexible, how to make it multi-model with respect to supporting search, relational and uh, machine learning analysis. So uh, we're off to the races. You know, we got a really good start last year into, into this and love to talk about what we're doing uniquely in, uh, at Chaos Search. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I think there's uh, a lot of good stuff that Chaos Search is putting out there and it's interesting to kind of see what you guys are, are doing. And it's interesting to have this conversation with you because there's there's a lot that we can delve into uh, but we'll try and keep it as you know above level as possible to, to bring everyone <laughs> in and I feel like a good starting off point is let's give some kind of context to what we're talking about here for for old listeners and new listeners when we're talking about cl- cloud storage for example where have we come from and really where are we at now from this cloud storage perspective and, and really what's going on in the market today yeah, no, cloud storage is an interesting uh, happening over the last, let's say, five to six years. Now, cloud storage has been around for a while. Shoot, Amazon's first cloud service was cloud storage, and they called it S3. Now, the cloud is so widely popular, and all the cloud providers like Google, uh, uh, Microsoft Azure, all have cloud storage as a key and foundational offering. Now, when you think of data, when you think of big data, uh, cloud storage is kind of a, a new player in this space where typically cloud storage was thought of as temporary or archival because it's kind of the nature of the service. It's really simple, but it's wonderfully elastic, wonderfully scalable, secure, reliable. But uh, systems weren't designed to do any type of analysis on it, analytics, if you will. And so the trend has been over the last you know, three years as making a primary backing store for your IT and uh, analytical offering. And now you see companies like Snowflake that use in the back end, even Databricks is starting to adopt it, although originally they were using HCFS um, from the Hadoop type platform. So... At Chaos Search, uh, I saw that there was this trend, and I thought if we could really unlock that data that's being stored so easily, so cost-effectively in that, there would be an opportunity here. And so to me, cloud storage is uh, really the missing key at 
of data at scale because of its scale and cost effective and security. And again, just to reiterate, the problem was how do you unlock it? How do you get access to it? And that's what Chaos Search uh, has done. Yeah, and I think that's a, a very key area that a lot of organizations are facing, if not now, especially in, in the coming years. So this is why it's important to pay attention to this conversation today because we're going to give you some, some hints and tricks of how to get to that position. And as you say, cloud is so elastic and it has all of these opportunities and so many capabilities behind it. But you and me would not be having a conversation if it was perfect. So <laughs> yeah. what are the current stumbling blocks that organizations are facing? Well, you know, it's interesting. As I mentioned, cloud storage uh, was used for archival. Shoot, so many of the cloud services today, particularly in Amazon, naturally stream data to uh, cloud storage. And typically we call it a data lake. Um, now, I know there's been some ups and downs with the term data lakes, particularly because of the Hadoop hangover that we've had over the last several years. But the idea behind easily getting data into cloud storage, your data lake, your IT uh, central repository, that's the easy part. It, to get data into lake is so easy. Um, it's a simple put. It elastically scales. It's great to create security policies on that. Uh, however, to drive value, typically you'd have to move data out of that lake, out of that cloud storage into an analytical database. And depending on the use cases you had, maybe log analytics, you'd stand up a text search database like Elasticsearch or maybe pay lots of money for Splunk. Or you have BI analysis where you may move it out into, say, um, a MySQL database or Oracle database or now in today's market, a Snowflake database. The challenges are you know, that movement, standing up those database solutions, particularly at scale, really anything at scale can be challenging. And object storage at scale, data putting data into object storage is not challenging. That's actually quite simple. And so the challenge of not doing the pain, the complexity, was where we started at KS Search was what if, what if we didn't move out of cloud storage? What if we use object storage, the customers' object storage particularly, as a first-class citizen in their analytical platform and analytical needs? And so what I wanted to do now, it seems a long time ago, but eight years ago, was crack that code. How could I make cloud storage and transform it into an analytical database. Now, if you know cloud storage, it's, it wasn't designed to be high performant. It wasn't, I mean, shoot, uh, databases were designed for block storage, or you could put uh, your data all in memory, which could be wonderfully expensive. Um, but if you could make cloud storage uh, high performant, if you can make it look like a database, particularly a multi-model database, um, you'd have something. And so that's what we went out to do was crack those codes. This is uh, one of the reasons why I'm excited about KS Search and talk about uh, the IP we've created as well as a service offering we provide to our customers. Yeah, and as you should be excited, you know, you want to share this and, and tell everyone how it is because, as you say, cracking that code is is the hardest bit to kind of do, and getting people to kind of follow suit is uh, is the next challenge. So that's that's an interesting way to look at it for sure. Yeah, and and I'll say this, you know, um, if you've seen all the databases that have come to market over the years, now you know. I shoot databases has been around for forever. So has the 1970s computer science, right? That's uh, building those uh, those databases. So you know, sure, you could say things have been uh, re-architected to the cloud, 
But a lot of the core uh, science and technology is still leveraging old school uh, data structures and algorithms. And this is where I started was I needed to rethink uh, some of the classic architectures as well as classes computer science. And the reason for it is the nature of that technology. They definitely weren't designed for the cloud. They definitely weren't designed for cloud average storage. And so I went to, let's call it base principles. And the key thing that I wanted to do was make data small. Uh, worked on a new compression algorithm to see how small I can make it. Because the idea is if you can make data small, you win, you know, store less, move less, process less. Uh, but in that journey of trying to make data small, uh, I had an awakening. And the awakening was, you know, this is not just a, a new compression algorithm. This could be a database index. This could be a full representation that could support text search, could support relational mathematics, machine learning uh, analysis. And so that was kind of the seed of the idea was make data small and make it accessible through these purpose-built APIs that typically need in their business operations. Now, after I had this awakening, I said, you know, where should I apply this? And I said, we talked about cloud object storage was the place to be because that's where all the data was going. You know, one of the challenges of cloud object storage is the size of the data that you store it in. So, you know, as I mentioned, 1970s computer science and databases were designed for block storage, where, where there is SSDs or HCDs, um, just not what an object storage database looks like. You can think of an object storage database as a website. You know, simple puts, simple gets, um, maybe a list operation here and there. Um, it's really not that uh, intelligent. And so I had to redesign a new database to be simplistic from that viewpoint. But the key thing was to make it performant. And uh, a lot of work was not only in this uh, index technology I created, I call it chaos index, but in essence, the architecture around the index that could transform cloud storage into a high performance, wonderfully scalable uh, analytical database. And again, you know, not just a one trick pony where, okay, you can be a snowflake, but you want to be a snowflake. You also want to be um, elastic search database. You want both. And the reason for that is all the copying of data, all the movement of data, all the uh, definitions of, I call schema of the data has to be managed. And uh, at scale, it's quite challenging. So I wanted to take all of that off the table. So, you know, chaos search is not just leveraging cloud storage, which it is, it's rethinking cloud storage. It's rethinking big data analytics. And, you know, five, six years ago, folks thought I was pretty crazy. But now we look at the market, uh, you could be more right, right? Cloud storage is the place to be. And now who's going to win the race of make it most cost effective, easy, and accessible? Yeah. And I want to kind of break those points down a little bit more because on paper, 100% agree, it, it's amazing. And I have seen what KSH can do, so I can vouch that, yes, that is what happens. But for the people who are listening, who are having issues, and they're going, okay, okay, slow down. Where? How do we get to this point? How do we get there? So we were speaking about data lakes a little, little bit ago in, in the last question. I'm curious because data lakes always seem to get overlooked. They're, they're there, we know they're there, we're dealing with them, it's fine. But the conversation's never really had. So I'm curious where we're currently at with the current philosophy of data lakes, because even now we're seeing fantastic terms that I'm loving of data lake houses popping up, which, you know, we're going to have a whole summer home by the end of all of this. <laughs> yeah. So how do we merge that thinking of data lakes and data platforms to make life easier as we're discussing? 
Yeah, no, that's that's a really great point. And I'm excited that data lakes are hot again. You know, as I mentioned, the Hadoop hangover where in 2010, you know, the term uh, data lake was was coined and it kind of has kind of had some ups and downs and the term data swamp uh, <laughs> came out of that conversation about five, six years ago. And the reason was, is that, you know, trying to manage data at scale with all the just diverse data sources and and the complexity of trying to do analytics on it, you know, Hadoop was really challenging and, you know, folks kind of fell out of favor with that platform, rightfully so, because of all the time, cost, complexity associated with it. However, the cloud providers still believed in cloud storage and the data lake philosophy. They really did. This is the answer to storing data at scale, securely and reliably. And because of that, let's call it constant drumbeat of data lakes are key to your IT solution, the cloud providers helped us create a good foundation of belief that data lakes are important. And because of the value prop that cloud object storage has, data lakes have, companies just naturally said, you know what, we need to address this swampiness problem that Hadoop introduced, the complexity problem that Hadoop uh, introduced. And so this term, Lakehouse, has said, let's take all the benefits of a lake with the benefits of a warehouse. And, you know, that term has has come to be, you know, I could say we're a, a lighthouse in the ocean of data um, because we're more than just a warehouse, right? Because warehousing is all about relational BI analytics. What about search? What about uh, log analytics? So to us, the light, the lake house is one half of the story and the lighthouse is to see everything, right? See the ocean of, of data. But with that said, the value of the lake is clear, simple, in, elastic, scalable. But the complexity is still there. Uh, there are terms like lake house. But if you look at maybe a, a thousand feet deeper into that uh, topic, there's still a lot of challenges that we saw in Hadoop where how do you set up a data pipeline into your lake that can structure the data so they can do warehousing operations. Um, these warehouse operations typically need classic database knowledge. And at scale, these are challenges, changing schema over time, bringing different data sources together to do the analysis. Those are still challenges. So although um, the lake house is the right term to do relational workloads, BI workloads on the lake. The same challenges that were there prior to move it out and stand up uh, a warehouse still exist. And so this is where Chaos Search purposely came in, is that we want you to have SQL relational access, warehouse access. But that complexity that is still being done with uh, lake houses or warehouses it's still a problem. And the reason why it's still a problem is because of the technology that they're leveraging, the architectures that they have built. You know, if you look at Databricks, they're still leveraging um, some classic thoughts. Now, that's good and that can solve certain workloads, but the agility, the flexibility of standing up workloads, getting new access patterns into your data, that could take months, maybe even years, depending on scale. Our philosophy was a new technology, new architecture could unlock not just the data, but the time to get to that data. So what we believe, you know, weeks and months should be minutes and hours to to get access, particularly at scale where, you know, logs, for instance, get really big. We have customers that do, you know, 25 and up terabytes per day of data, right? You could imagine, you know, uh, billions become trillions 
terabytes become petabytes and uh, very quickly. And so some of these solutions that uh, a lake house have struggle at that scale and also really struggle at the uh, agility to ch make change. And so to me, the term of lake house or data lake are really key to, to where I think the world's going. So they're right on. It's the right evolution of data platforms. The trick is and the challenge is, is the technology underneath the hood. And they get expensive and they get complicated. They get brittle because of that technology. And again, what we've done under the hood is address those challenges, address those complexities. Because if you think about it, what we've done at KS Search, we're still publishing the same well-known APIs for search, for relational, for ML. But what we've done is change the guts, if you will, change the underlying architecture and IP that has allowed us to do some unique things uh, very quickly and, again, cost-effectively. Yeah, definitely. And, and this is another element I'm, I'm very curious about because when we're having this conversation of scaling data, accessing data, making it as quick and as fast as possible, before we were doing this podcast, when you and me were kind of setting up and talking about what we're going to discuss, the conversation that we had was, why are organizations really feeling the need or the necessity to put up these complicated gates to scale, access data? So, so how do we kind of stop that mindset, or, or can we? Or is it just battling against the data waves? <laughs> you know, that's that's a good one. I, I like yeah, that you, you uh, the that ocean one. of <laughs> ocean of data, uh, and we are the uh, lighthouse in that ocean. Uh, the storm of the tsunami that's coming. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's just a natural evolution of data matters. More data makes your business more agile. Um, you know, whether it's product offerings, whether it's internal analysis, whether it's security. Shoot, a lot of uh, the data that's analyzed today is uh, for security reasons, for performance reasons, um, as well as uh, product offering. And so I think when companies see that it's so easy to be in the cloud, it's so elastic, uh, when it's so easy to store data in cloud storage, it's just a natural evolution of how am I going to get access to this data? To democratize data, you have to remove those gates, right? And so simple to allocate resources in, in the cloud, that's a removing a gate. So that's why cloud is being adopted because you don't have to wait for a truck to show up at your office to deliver new hardware. Object storage has removed one of those gates. Uh, I mean, it's so easy to get data in. And as it scales, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to provision new hardware. You don't have to provision new configuration options. Uh, it just lastly scales. So cloud and object storage were really gates and limitations um, to democratize uh, the data that you need access to. Now, the last gate is the access, is the analytics, whether it's search, relation, or ML. And some of the new gates or old gates is the data pipelines. How do you manage a pipeline streaming all your data? Now, you could argue cloud storage has addressed that, you know, data can easily stream in. So you don't really need those complexity data pipelines into your cloud storage because it can keep up, it can scale. Uh, typically data pipelines were designed because your database or your warehouse couldn't keep up. So we can knock that one off. So that's a gate that gets knocked off. 
Now the last gate is, you know, setting up databases and schemas and, you know, whether it's relational tables or index patterns um, to search and analyze the data. That's the new and hopefully last gate. And lake houses haven't necessarily addressed that. They've addressed the other gates because they're leveraging cloud storage, but they haven't addressed necessarily the pipeline um, because even with the lake house, what about the search? Where's the search in this story, right? Um, so Lake House is one part of it. So if if you don't have search, you don't know the unknowns, you can't search for them, so that's a gate. And so to me, uh, data democratization is cloud, object storage, and the last mile of access. And until you can self-serve where any user can log on to a platform, let's call it gas search, and select streams of data that they can go to a virtual refinery, a data refinery, and say, I want to take those sources and create a view, a lens, lighthouse lens, into that data and publish it in well-known APIs so that my well-known tooling that I use, maybe Tableau, maybe Kibana, maybe, I don't know, uh, Looker, I can immediately get access to without having to call up IT professional, database admin, data engineer to do those workloads. And so to me, once we achieve that, where scaling compute resources, scaling storage resources are unblocked, and then ultimately accessing to that data is unblocked. And then I think, you know, the true vision, the true dream has become realized. I think that's very true. And that's a great place to kind of be getting to. And I can kind of hear the listeners, even though they're not here, I can hear them yelling at us of just like, okay, you've <laughs> told us we can take down these gates, we can bring in the search option, we can do this, we can do that. So I've got to ask, what do organizations need to be thinking about now in order to plan out what we've covered and really kind of make it a reality for them? No, I love it. And that's so key to even our story is that the great thing about cloud and cloud object storage is you can start now without having to select any other solution for your access, for your analytics. And the reason for it is because the nature of cloud, it's it's there, it's available. You can go sign up for it today. Cloud storage, you can start sending that data to your cloud storage today. There's nothing stopping you. It's a click of a mouse and you're off the races sending that data. So one thing I ask the listeners is make sure you have a cloud story, make sure you're leveraging cloud story and a cloud object storage. And then from there, select your provider, your access provider. And the trick for our story arc is we connect to the customer's cloud and cloud object storage. They set up a, a policy, a read-only policy that says our service connects to their stores that they're already been streaming, maybe for a few days, maybe a week, maybe a year. And then what we do is we discover the data streams they want us to to analyze, and we index that data and publish that access, publish well-known APIs for search, for SQLs, for ML. So I think the key thing for our listeners is make sure you uh, have a cloud story, make sure that your data streams are, are getting into cloud storage, and then look at the market, see what best fits your needs to get access to that data. Now, some of these plays require uh, you to set up a pipeline prior to that access, and that may deselect them, right? Where if you have to choose your database before that you choose your cloud or, or cloud storage, I would say that that's an incorrect analogy. It's not a data lake. You're actually being gated by the selection. And so by definition, 
I would say deselect that offering. So to me, you know, start storing and start storing now. Here's a good example. How many times you've heard of security issues where they wish they store that data? They wish they had access to it. Cloud storage, you can start sending now and, uh, and connect to it uh, for analysis later. Exactly. And anyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm always pushing the narrative of have a plan, start it, don't just wait and see what happens. Like It's best to kind of hit the ground running. As long as you have that plan in place going forward, um, you've got a recipe for success. And before I let you and, and the listeners kind of go for today, and uh, I hope everyone's making notes. If not, just rewind. It's fine. It's all there. But before we wrap up today, do you have any use case examples that kind of reinforce what we've been discussing uh, throughout our whole conversation here? Yeah. I mean, there's, shoot, I mean, there's so many use cases. And I'll start with log analytics. We talked about security. You know, there's new services that are coming online, new devices that are coming online. You know, start streaming to your cloud storage. Again, so easy, so cost effective. And a lot of times it's what you don't know is the next security breach, ransomware, malware. And so to me, log analytics for security reasons is a great use case for a data lake cloud storage and a chaos search. Now, there's also use cases for BI analysis. I mean, there's so many streams of data for your business operations, for your B operations. Uh, again, if you don't know how to leverage it today or you're thinking about leveraging it, again, start streaming to your lake now, to your object storage now, because there will be a point in time you want to analyze that data. Maybe you want to do a combination of log data and BI data where you want to analyze the performance of maybe you're a SaaS company to see why customers aren't clicking through to purchase. Do that analysis. Um, but again, bring it into one centralized place for data governance, for security. So logs, BI, and then the last step, predictive analysis. You see trends, maybe from a security perspective, maybe from a business intelligence perspective. You see trends over time. Again, if you can easily and cost-effectively store the data, you now can do post-analysis of that data for future predictions. If you have limits on your database or you have cost limits on your database, you can't do that. Uh, and so the idea that you can really do all three legs of the stool, uh, log analytics, BI analytics, ML analytics, again, all one platform, the key thing is the data needs to be available. And cloud storage is, is just a wonderful place to, to start storing. And, uh, and again, you, know, you can do some old school thinking and move it out of there and um, try to stand up things. But you know, the new world, the new vision is uh, keep it all in your repository, your cloud storage, and uh, activate uh, that data lake. Um, and uh, yeah, no, this is where we're excited about. I think the world's catching on. And uh, I think the IT teams are realizing that this is now uh, the new way to, to do uh, IT operations. Exactly that. And there we go. You've heard it from the man himself. Cloud storage and everything you've dreamed of, the capabilities, can be done. It just takes the research, the planning, and understanding where you can take that data and how you use it properly. So, Thomas, thank you very much for coming on today's podcast. It's been great chatting with you and uh, getting your insights. I enjoyed uh, the conversations. Uh, this is near dear to my heart, so uh, thank you. 
Amazing stuff. And thank you everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. We do hope you took a lot away from what we've discussed. But of course, if you are looking for more information uh, to dive a little bit deeper into this topic matter, then there's a great place that you can head on over, which is chaossearch.io for some fantastic resources. And I'm sure a member of the team will be able to help you out if you have any additional questions. Again, that is chaossearch.io. 